painful periods isn't normal, although it's common and that could be from your lifestyle. It could be from stress. So there's so many uh, areas in your life that you can work on to improve your quality of life. Tanya, a lot of people come in and sometimes they come in knowing that they have a short menstrual cycle or a regular menstrual cycle, a heavy menstrual cycle, a delayed ovulation with a long menstrual cycle. But I think we need to start off with what is a normal menstrual cycle? So the textbook normal menstrual cycle is when you have 28 plus or minus three days uh, between periods. So you bleed, and that could be a nice, we say in, in traditional Chinese medicine, a nice bleed would be you know five days, maybe three days, moderately heavy, changing your pads three times a day to four times through the day, and then one overnight pad without leaking. If you're using pads, um, if you're using tampons, they're the regular ones. Uh, so it's not anything excessive. If you're using a cup, it would be like less than 90 mil. Each cup, like little menstrual cups are like 30 mil, be less than 90 mil. Uh, more than 120 mil would be like a little bit excessive for the whole flow. That might cause iron deficiency. So, you know, and then it lasts for like three days kind of in that pattern of changing your pads just a few times per day and not leaking at night and then going on to like a lighter, like a lining thickness of uh, menstruation for day four and five. So, and the, and the blood, the flow is nice and bright and red and you're not seeing huge clots, right? So it's like a nice clean flow. I love that you added that in because I was just going to jump in and say, it's not just about the volume. It's also about the quality of the bleed, how viscous it is, is it, how watery is it? And all of that is, um, we look at it in terms of the TCM mindset and we, we, define it and it means certain things. So if you want that kind of an assessment, please call us at aliveholistichealthclinic.ca and uh, we can get you on your way because you might be curious, like, hmm, where am I at? Like, is it normal? How am I menstruating? Even though I have that 28-day cycle, how is the quality of my blood? And we can assess that. And then there are things that we can do through acupuncture, through lifestyle changes, whether it's diet, sleep, movement, and Chinese herbal medicine. And with what Dr. Tanya Wild does is like utilizing um, other kinds of supplementation that can also impact the quality of the menstrual cycle. Yeah, we're trying to improve your egg quality through improved circulation with acupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, uh, supplementation, lifestyle medicine, not just to improve your egg quality for getting pregnant, but to have a healthy quality of life with your menstrual cycles. Um, painful periods isn't normal, although it's common, and that could be from your lifestyle. It could be from stress. So there's so many uh, areas in your life that you can work on to improve your quality of life. And then, you know, the period shows up every month. Well, if it's regular and, uh, and if it's not, we want to fix that because that can impact the hormones in your brain. Like if you're delayed in your ovulation, you might think, oh, yay, no period. This is so easy. But is that ideal for your bones and your heart and your muscles and your brain? No, we want regular menstrual cycles because we want the estrogen and the progesterone. Those are happy hormones, right? So I love this. And you know what? I was just thinking like, let's do something really 
cool and crazy. So if you like this episode and you want to learn more, like why don't we give you three tips that we're not even going to talk about in our episode today. And you can just contact us at clinic at aliveholistichealth.ca or just go onto our website at aliveholistichealthclinic.ca and we will send you a little PDF version of three top tips coming from a TCM point of view to help with your menstrual cycle. If you're finding that it is painful, for example, or irregular, right? Like, or just, just seems like outside of the norm of what we just said was normal. Yeah. Like just quick little tidbit tips mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll show you like an acupressure point. We can do like add one little urban or something, you know, something, a food thing, just mm-hmm. something very simple, yeah. but it'll be a surprise. So, you know, just reach out to us. <laughs> we'll make it very effective <laughs> and helpful for you. So going back to regular uh, people are always often concerned, oh no, well, my periods aren't regular and, and then we don't want to stress them out, but it, we can really do such small little things to make a big impact. And regular is one kind of window into like healthy vitality. So if you have a regular cycle and a non painful cycle with lots of healthy, bright, not lots, but like a normal amount of bright red blood you're doing really well. Now, if it seems irregular, let's say your periods are delayed, do you want to talk to that piece? So like a delayed period, does that mean that my periods are delayed or it's my ovulation that's delayed? I think that's where people often get confused. Right. And so often, well, I mean, unless you're a PCOS and sometimes you just don't actually have an ovulation, but let's tackle the part where, you know what, you just have a delayed ovulation. What's happening there? In Chinese medicine, we look at the energy of the kidney, which rules the reproductive organs. So, you know, anatomically speaking, the kidneys are really close to the reproductive organs, but, you know, we're coming from a, a system of medicine that's been around for 3000 years plus. So they're going to speak a little bit more philosophically. And, you know, we're talking about the energy of the kidney, the reproductive essence. And as we age, there's a decline of this kidney essence, this jing. And what happens is when it becomes more delayed, there's a possibility that that yang, the action of the energy. So, you know, we talk about yin and yang. You're probably familiar with the terminologies by now in this day and age. But like, what does that mean exactly? So the yang energy, which is that vibrant male action, motivative force energy, that can go on the decline. I mean, you know, like, listen, when I was in my 20s, I could pull off an all-nighter, no problem. Now, no way, man. <laughs> it's not happening. So kind of like the reproductive essence, same thing. It's working harder. It's slowing down. It may take a little longer. And when it's pathological, that means we can probably help it so that the ovulation can become more efficient and more effective so that we can shorten that menstrual cycle so that that when you ovulate, it'll be more at an effective, efficient time. Speaking of not pulling an all-nighter, that would be one of the treatments. We would be really working on your sleep. Not having a period and not ovulating for a while may be impacting your ability to sleep. So you'd want to really work on that piece because that can actually play into the uh, hormonal cascade. So that HPA access, and maybe it's your really high stress in your life right now. And the lack of sleep is then now affecting your menstrual cycles. And if you work on the sleep piece, 
through stress management tools like, you know, a healthy amount of exercise, not over-exercising, acupuncture, eating the right nutritious foods, not like fasting all the time. Because if you have a high stress, some people overeat and some people undereat. So, you know, and and, right. So then it could kind of all play into that. Now, it could be that you're in this perimenopausal state or the kidney yin deficiency state, right? Which is, uh, right? Or or would it be a yang excess? Yeah. So it would, it would be uh, the deficiency of yang that causes more okay. long cycles. Typically. Okay. And then and not that would be life, like an example. Right. 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 So even iron deficiency yes. actually can do that as well. So like in an iron deficient state, you can have a delayed period. Sometimes people are confused because they're thinking, okay, well, if I'm iron deficient, wouldn't it be because of my heavy periods? Well, heavy periods can then cause iron deficiency. And then you're, what you're saying, they're just, they don't have that essence or that blood, that, that iron to the body's protective. It's smart. It's like, okay, I'm not going to menstruate. So um, quite fascinating how the body is so like, you know, magical and mysterious all at the same time. And I love yeah. how you um, just gathered in and um, brought in the Western piece because that is exactly true, right? Like we, you know, there's the yin and yang, but then there's the tangible like, oh, how's the blood and how's the ferritin, you know, all those mm-hmm. tangible things that we can test. Yes. So now let's move on to shortened menstrual cycle. Right, because the the path to regulation will be the same. Like looking at the lifestyle, what what you just mentioned, the lifestyle medicine, right, which includes the acupuncture, the change of diet, a healthy diet, and um, the regular sleep. But it can impact, like, and create shortened menstrual cycles, so we can help to balance it and regulate it through the, these kinds of modes. If if it's a woman with um regular like uh shortened menstrual cycles because of polycystic ovary syndrome it you might see periods less than 21 days apart and really heavy periods we talked about kind of um kind of that estrogen dominant state which isn't really an actual condition it's more that you're body is manufacturing more estrogen from attempting to release an egg and then you don't actually release an egg so you don't have the complementary progesterone and then you're making a thicker uterus lining and then you're having really short heavy periods that's a state where i've seen that with women uh when they uh correct the um insulin resistance and improve their nutrition Perhaps they have weight to lose. Maybe they don't, but they're, you know, working on their lifestyle, maybe using certain supplements to help with uh, egg quality specific to their condition of PCOS. Then they're, they start to release eggs and they're ovulating now in a, in a condition where it's like they're 21 days apart and it's not because of PCOS. It could be, um, as you mentioned, that kind of uh, yin deficient state where, they're kind of moving into uh, perimenopause, right? So, so they're they're actually their their cycles are starting to shorten or vary by plus or minus seven days. So, if they're having a like twenty one day menstrual cycle, they're releasing eggs quicker every month, and their follicular phase got shortened. So, with something that's really important, I would love to just reiterate, and I've talked about this, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, is if you're periods are irregular, how do you even know when to predict that they're going to show up? Um, and, and 
it's hard because although I use this as a factor um, or as an observation, it doesn't always work because women with perimenopause might not see this, but it's the egg white cervical mucus. So pay attention to your wiping when you're going to the bathroom. If you see it, feel a slippery wipe, like let's say you're you know, going to the bathroom pee and you wipe after and you feel a slippery wipe because you might not see the egg white cervical mucus. It's like when you crack open an egg, that goopy white part before you cook it that you might see it, feel it, or um, notice it in the toilet, um, that is a sign your estrogen's on the rise. And when you see a lot of that or feel a lot of it when you're wiping, it usually means the next day you might not see anything. It's like a dry wipe. That's the ovulation day, and that's the next two weeks is is usually not variable for women. We call that the luteal phase. So for any given woman, her luteal phase is always the same. So for example, this might be too much information, but mine is always 12 days. So I measured this back in my fert my fertility days. So if I see it and then it's gone, I know I'm going to get my period 12 days later. So in a phase of irregular menstrual cycling, I'll at least know when to predict my menstrual cycle. It doesn't change. Yeah. And, and that's, that's typically helpful. for everyone, right? And yeah. it may not be 12, but it may be no. 14, 13, 14, 15, mm -hmm. depending on the person. Yeah. But you know, the the bell curve figure will say the mean is like the 14 days after ovulation. Now, speaking to all of this, okay, we're talking about regulating the menstrual cycle. And what is so cool and what I've seen year over year after 31 years, close to 31 years of practice, it's so cool to witness the regulation of cycles through acupuncture. And before we went on, you said, gosh, Mary, like people will always ask, well, when should I start acupuncture or how often should I do it? Well, here's the thing. When we look at follicular genesis, no matter if you're trying to conceive or if you're in perimenopause, we really want to have as much regularity as possible because as you say, you know, when we have better um, egg health, it actually makes a better, healthier you overall. And so when to start is like yesterday, today, anytime you can, because the development of an egg ideally is like you know, from that germ cell stage to that ovulating egg is about 90 to 120 days. So really, we want to be consistent with our treatments to help kind of nudge it along or what I call juicing them up so that can, they can develop into juicy little eggs like grapes. So I think one of the misconceptions is that based on what people are reading, let's say on the internet or in the literature, they're testing uh, IVF procedures, uh, with acupuncture, just like before and after a transfer or, you know, go for acupuncture, you're told around ovulation. Is that accurate? So that's a really great point because don't forget these things are coming off of research and research is research for research. And typically what makes the most money, it's an IVF cycle right? So the interest is strictly at the IVF cycle. And the problem with doing the pre and post embryo transfer treatment has nothing to do with the eggs. It's about the uterine lining in that moment right before. So we say as acupuncturists, is that enough? Well, probably not enough. And we've done an episode where we interviewed Dr. Lee Hollander Rubin. So you can go back and I don't actually remember the number right now, but just scroll down and um, find that because we address this. It's like, yeah, likely we want more than one session. And again, as I mentioned, if we're looking at egg quality health, then you want to be consistent. And it's like if you plant a seed in soil, you don't just water it once and expect it to grow. 
you have to be consistent. You water it every day. We're not saying do acupuncture every day, but, and what that may look like will be different. It could be once a week. It could be twice a week. And if you rem do remotely, it's like, oh, well, maybe we have to do some electrostimulation through these uh, transcutaneous electroacupoint stimulation machines. You know, there's just so many different ways to go about it, but this is not medical device, not <laughs> advice. It's, this is not medical advice. So what you need to do is actually reach out to us at aliveholistichealth.ca, speak to one of our team members and see what path you may need to follow that will optimize your transition, whether it is going through perimenopause or trying to conceive or postpartum health, like wherever you are, like we can help you. And during um, the pregnancies, prenatal period, we use acupuncture then too. So really, to me, it's like a transition of life.